keep it going. Keep it going. This is the Wheelhouse Podcast live and exclusive. Our first ever OB, Kate Bates, uh, in the business. I think they call that an outside broadcast. I'll have to check with Merksy. I googled it, but I wasn't 100% sure. But anyway, we're here in Wollongong. We're at the Made in Racing Specialised Australia pop-up. It's a unique venue. What do you think of it? It's beautiful. This is our first live crowd, Joel. Give us a shout out, everyone. Yeah, say hello. Ooh, that's a lot of noise for one person. I know. <laughs> I don't know how you were able to multiply your applause. Sound <laughs> like. That was brilliant. Thank you so much. It's a lot to talk about uh, live in Wollongong, or recording in Wollongong, I should say. Story of the day is a, is a, a good turn of elbow grease from your mate, AVV. Literally elbow grease. Big time elbow grease. Yes. Going to get to that. This is the Chasing Rainbows edition of The Wheelhouse. Before anything else, I want to chat about... Your week, okay? Because I know the girls today put in an extraordinary effort over a long distance, but I reckon you might have them for kilometres this week. You have been buzzing between Sydney, Wollongong and everywhere else. Yes, well, we started our broadcast in Wollongong uh, last weekend and then we were back in Sydney for the broadcast and then we were back in Wollongong. I actually caught the train down last night. Yeah. It was a, it was was a real pleasure, Joel. Yeah. I Did met some locals. Beautiful scenery. Oh, no, hang on. It was like it was nine dark, o'clock, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. And then when I got off um, said lovely train ride, I came to find you guys and you were schmoozing, <laughs> wine in hand. Yeah, your mate, uh, your mate Cadell actually put on a lovely event last night. We'll chat about that a little bit later. But you have been here for the majority of the world champs, and I, I, just, I just want to chat about Wollongong, the reception in Wollongong. What do you think? What's the vibe been? It's been pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, it's been great. Well, the first day that I drove in, I was kind of impressed with what I saw, with the whole setup, because I've been to a lot of these events before, but seeing it in your own hometown, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'm from Sydney, but I've been down here so much, it's so familiar to me, uh, that it felt a little bit odd. Uh, to see it all here, and that's when kind of the gravitas hit me. But there have been so many fans out, so many fans. I haven't seen any running in a Borat outfit yet. That's disappointing. I left it at home, okay? I I was really hoping you weren't going to bring up the Mancini. There's another day. We could still uh, get it out, yeah. It's meant to be sunny tomorrow too. Good. Oh, great. Okay. Um, Look, I think it's been great too. I think the whole whole town has has very much got behind. I went past a church earlier today, and you know those little billboards that they have churchy kind of messages on it was a very cycly style church message oh. i was like okay that's that's a very uh, you know well it's biblical fitting. i mean yeah. i don't know if it was a catholic church but we've got our first ever rider from the vatican yeah uh this year is competing so we have been trying to figure out if he actually has to be catholic to compete for the vatican and nobody knows the answer i, can't I would wait have thought that was an out. easy answer yeah that's a really an interesting easy yes one. but no he's dutch and his wife is australian and she works in vatican city and so they gave him a passport so that he could ride. Wow. It's a little bit of a convoluted... What does he train? What I'm saying, Joel, is there's hope for you yet. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Thank you. So, uh, I, I, can keep, I can continue <laughs> to pray. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Sure. Okay. If, if, that's what you, if that's how you do it. Uh, Merksy, our, our esteemed executive producer, and, and myself have been very busy the last few days we've been here as well. It's been raining... Rain. It's also been raining wheelhouse flyers <laughs> in the gong. I don't think there's a business house or person we haven't given a flyer to. I, I also want to thank Listener uh, for the coffees. I meant to ask you, do we need to pay for them? Because we yeah, really load yes. up on Listener coffees. That's a bit awkward. Did you take a coffee? <laughs> Did you maybe, seriously take maybe a coffee? Maybe took a handful of coffees and not pay. No. All right. All I right. didn't. They, there was no. Anyway, I can't work. walk past there tomorrow now. Yeah, I knew my it was face is literally on the flyer. It's become a and bit awkward. And you've stolen coffee. Yeah, just oh, a handful. Um, I also want to start by apologising to the entire nation of Denmark because there was. I'm a sorry, my my home country. Yeah, your cousin. Forty-one percent, as I'm per <laughs> you know, ancestry.com. But I'm, I'm kind of glad it. your cousin, sixteenth cousin Jonas, isn't here because I I made a bit of a fool of myself yesterday and Merksy was with me and we were running around and getting excited because the, you know the, the Swiss had had their, their 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 win in the mixed teams and it was just it was all very exciting and I went up to a guy and I was like, mate, show me your uh, show me your Swiss flag and he looked oh. at me and he goes, that's a Denmark flag. That's it's a Danish flag. What? And I said, I know, but... Um, no, no, what? 
how did <laughs> how did you manage to do that? I Red was, and white. Yeah, I, is uh, that the criteria? A, it's like Australia, New Zealand, but it's not. They're so not similar. Do you know what a, the Polish flag looks like? Are we going to get in trouble with that? Absolutely no follow-up questions. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> and it's red and white as well. I'm a bit concerned. Yeah, a little bit concerned. At least I didn't say go Canada. But anyway, that happened. <laughs> I wanted to true. say sorry to them. I also want to apologise to the people of Wollongong because this morning I went for a swim. In the ocean, just in an act of solidarity with the with the women on the course today, just to, to feel that frost, and got caught in a wave, and board shorts might have slipped down. Um, <laughs> you know, I like to talk about the trident <laughs> and the Dutch trident, but maybe the my the Joel oh, trident. Joel. But how did you not get arrested today? Well, like everyone was watching oh the racing. And Tell not me the beach. they weren't uh, wheelhouse board shorts. No, no, they haven't arrived <laughs> Small yet. Mercies. Thankfully, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully. Now, or oh, haven't been ordered. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and we won't now. be able to now because we've got to pay for the listener coffees. Uh, this is the Wheelhouse Podcast coming to you live from the Made in Racing pop-up for Specialised Wollongong 2022. The women's elite road race was, was something else. Now, we were going to have a special guest, a very, very special guest. But, but something happened, Kate Bates. Something happened that, that has scuppered that appearance. Do you want to tell me what went down? Oh, look, I just, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit disappointed. I've got to say, when people commit to something, Joel, they should commit to <laughs> yeah, something. When you're locked in. Yeah, and we had a third stool here. I had to remove it. It was just hurting me too much to see an empty stool. Um, we were meant to have Neve Fisher-Black um, on. And look, she's a little bit self-centred, Joel, because mm. she went and won herself the under-23 road title, and now she's caught up with drug testers. Yeah. And she's not here. She did text to oh. say... I, I, uh, my preference mm. would obviously be appearing on the Wheelhouse podcast, well, but a couple of protocols. I mean, because they even gave us some uh, Bridge Road Brewers beer up yep. here, like celebratory for Neve. Yep. She'll have to pick it up on another occasion. But seriously, though, Joel, historic occasion. New Zealand has never won a medal in the women's category, juniors, under-23s, albeit the first year, or elite women in any road event. So massive. Yeah, it's huge. And to do it with a gold medal, like, it's just phenomenal. I had goosebumps. And uh, I was going to say I sang along with the anthem, but I didn't because I don't know the words. Uh, but I hummed along with it because, you know, we're familiar with all of these anthems. God of nations. I don't know. I don't okay, do movie. Is that it. it? Is that actually it? It I might be. I think that's part of it, yeah. yeah okay. um, it was lovely to hear the New Zealand national anthem ringing across uh, Wollongong. Obviously, very significant chase of the rainbows as well. Huge congratulations to Neve, and hopefully we can get her on before too long. Just yes, if you are listening, Neve, congratulations you're to not her. dead to us. We're completely no. joking. You're brilliant. And I was joking when I said she was self-centered. No, yeah, <laughs> mostly. Nothing we say on this podcast we mean. It's it's mostly barely factual. factual. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally uh, in our tagline. Massive moment. SD Works would be so proud. They would be so proud of her. Is it too soon they for would. her to ask for a for a raise? A raise, maybe too soon. Okay. But I think that she should be probably seeking some you know rainbow decals on that bike yeah yeah what do you totally, think totally totally yeah totally. and on the wheels too on the beautiful rovile wheels i yeah. can see you know if they spin around quick enough it would give the illusion of a rainbow are you with me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what yeah. not long Merxy and i were walking here Merxy made me cart all the gear because i so i'm now the pack horse of the wheelhouse He's I the was creating the genius. trolley. Yeah, here, You're the so, muscle yeah i'm the muscle that's yeah. all right so no one mess all of our four crowd here don't you know don't mess with me I was dragging the, the pack, the, the trolley that's about 4,000 kilos, and I paused. I took a moment to look, and there was, there was a beautiful rainbow over Wollongong Harbour around probably about five mm. minutes after the end of that race. And then Merxy and I saw Neve being embraced and having a moment of, oh, I th oh, that's just, okay, yeah, that's just happened. That is spectacular. It was spectacular. But, I mean, the weather conditions were almost a bit Armageddon-ish, actually, mm. Uh, for about 20k there, so yeah. you know, not made of sugar, so they were okay. But yeah. uh, good, hope for the future. Good weather for ducks. Now on the Wheelhouse <laughs> podcast, Chasing Rainbows edition, coming to you from the Maiden Racing pop-up from Specialised Australia in Wollongong. Kate, I've got a doco for you. I know you love your docos. I do. I've got one. I feel like I've been lagging in the doco pitches. I've got one for you. It's called Shit to Champagne, <laughs> the Anamik Van Vleuten story. Now oh. the reason I say. The S word is because when the she described her, her first performance at these championships in the time trial, she used what word? Shit. Today, she's, it's safe to say she's probably turned it around, so shit to champagne I think I might like work. I like that. I do like that. Oh, 
But I'm normally the one that comes up with the documentary names. I know. I just wanted to just one, just one. And yeah, okay. We've got a bit of vision of, of Anamik uh, not long after the result, an extraordinary result. And we can't quite hear what she's saying, but if you're a lip syncer, if you can read lips, pretty sure, pretty sure you can tell. Unbelievable potty yes. mouth, but uh, she deserves it. <laughs> there's a, um, look, there's an acronym for it. She didn't say the acronym, but the acronym is WTF. Um, <laughs> and yes, and I did say actually on the broadcast, oh my gosh, she just said a word that starts with F and ends with K. And Scott McGrory said, fantastic. Oh no. And oh, I Scott. genuinely don't know if he was joking oh, or gold. he can't spell, but either way. I feel a little tiny bit better about my Danish Swiss flag moment, but only just a tiny bit. Um, I've got to say, there was a time in my life where you'd wake up with a bit of a hangover and you'd go for a 3K run and you'd think you were pretty extraordinary. Yeah, I've I, never done I, a fractured elbow world title race, though. That, that I mean, I've run like a baby elephant-giraffe combination. <laughs> like, it's not pretty. So I have never done that. I've, I've never gotten up hungover and gone for a 3K run. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. But That's... Animate Fans, like, that was the most amazing race I've ever seen. Like, I'm, you know me, I'm mm. never... Um, speechless. Mm-hmm. I nearly was. Oh man! I yeah, wasn't, yeah. but I nearly was. Um, Wouldn't that have been something <laughs> on, the, on the on the broadcast? It would like, have been we'll really now, awkward. Yeah, really awkward. No, that was absolutely remarkable. We're used to seeing her win because she's just physically so much better, and she's done the triple crown this year: the Women's Giro, the Tour de France, the Tour of Spain. And on each occasion, there was at least one stage where she won by minutes and minutes and just nobody could get anywhere near her. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the case today. She actually got dropped on the climb the last three times up there. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't able to get out of her seat. But the timing of her, like, I'll call it a late attack, like early jump, late attack. I mean, you know, close, close, because it was uh, done in such a powerful way. That was like race strategy brilliance it's it's incredible it's tactical now folklore straight away it um, is. we love talking about comebacks that well the last time she won in 2019 19 in yorkshire um someone in in our crowd will correct me if that was 2018 but either way in yorkshire she won after soloing for 100 kilometers so very very different wins yeah and she acknowledged that uh post race she was like i still i can't really believe it i didn't come out here to win I did, but I didn't think it could ever happen. Mm. And so I was all in uh, for the team. And I mean, she didn't say shit, but she said, I was all in for the team. And then, well, they weren't there. Yeah. So then I went. And so, you know, a little, maybe a little slight kind of nudge at the team. Just a tiny little, little, just a tiny little jab, a tiny little left hook. No, jab. Can we call it a quad crown now? Jab didn't work with the bad elbow, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'll hit you with my cast. Uh, Giro Tour. Welter Worlds, is that now the quad crown? Is that an official thing? I'm pretty sure it's never been done. Okay, that's awesome. I cannot imagine it being done again. I was going to ask you the other day. I mean, maybe maybe Zoe Backstead. We can talk about her in a minute. Happy birthday, Zoe. We'll get into Um, that in a sec. But I I was going to ask you the other day, would would Movistar be happy? You know, this whole, I'm going to come and race. Come on, mate, you're injured. You've got no chance. Don't bother. How do you reckon they're feeling now? I... I mean, I, I think they're thrilled, mm. absolutely thrilled. I don't think that they ever really tell her what to do. You know, she kind of floats her own canoe to a degree okay. and makes decisions that other athletes don't make and that's why she's brilliant. Yep. And so I think that they would have been concerned for her and actually really disappointed and hoped that she could race. And if she says she can, she can. Yep. And she said she could and we thought she was there in a support role. Maybe a bit of a theory. Go See, on. This is oh, a hard one, though. This is a hard one, conspiracy theory, because I really like her and I think she's a good person. Oh, no. I've so, got to, I'm worried about what you're going to say here. What if the elbow's fine? <gasps> what if that was like this Dutch sneaky tactic so everyone wrote her off? Catherine L. Bates. I said it. I'm going to put it out to the, the, the live audience here. <laughs> the Can live I get a, audience. A, a, a yay or a nay, was AVV's elbow a fake? Nay. 
That's uh, getting it. Thank you. That's everyone Although, said no. Although we got a nay and a thumbs up, so thumbs maybe up. that's oh, like no. 50 50. What is no? I look, I don't think shame. it is, but that is that came up straight away. Yeah, sure. Um, by the naysayers. What do you think of the Aussies? Tough day in the saddle. They did well. How about Sarah Roy? Mm. Oh, I got excited when she attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. I because I just had a feeling that the Aussies were on a good day, and when she did that, I in my mind, when she got brought back in. Uh, Amanda Spratt was going to go and then she'd get drawn back in and then a- Alex Manley was going to go over the final climb with the break. It didn't quite happen didn't like quite that. didn't quite happen. No, but they rode really well. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's an awful lot to be proud of. So, Georgia Baker had a bit of a tough day. Tough day. Do you, get, do you get a little bit of a twinkle in the eye? Do you get a bit sad no. when you see that? Georgia's play. Oh, know, right. I, thought I, I say twinkle. Twinkle's, in twinkle's in like a positive thing. But yeah, I thought you meant twinkle. like, do I yeah. miss being out there? No. Well, you know I don't. you're going to make a comeback. Um, That's, we all know that. <laughs> oh, Glasgow. yeah, look, yeah. It, it was tough for her, but she's had an, a pretty enormous year. She won okay. four gold medals at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. She was sixth in the time trial the other day, her first elite time trial. Okay. She's doing all right. Tired legs. Tired Like yeah, me after look, wheeling the trolley season. up here. Long yep. season, tired legs, tired head. I want to give a shout out, uh, if you don't mind, on the Wheelhouse podcast, Click and Decision Inc. So, yes. machines versus humans. Now, this was a big topic of discussion on this very podcast. Can machines do it better? You were a bit nervous because you're mm. a human and, and an expert. <laughs> I am a human. So, I'm, I want to reveal officially that they got first, second and fifth in their predictions. So, That's pretty had impressive. ABB in there. We were, we were laughing. We were scoffing the other night. We were going, ha, ha, ha. ABV in number one. She's not even going to race. Well, in fairness to the machine, not that I want to give them too much credit because I'm pretty sure they're going to steal my job, but, yeah. you know, we do love Click and Decision Inc., so it might be what it is. I thought that Anamik was a brilliant pick, but yesterday, you know, and they made those predictions before we knew anything about her injury, you know, and so of we course. thought, ha, 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 this is where it fails. Mm-hmm because they aren't able to update it straight away with injuries and they don't know how to weight those sort of attributes. <laughs> it didn't really matter, did it? It didn't matter. didn't no. matter at all. We, we spoke a lot about variables. We spoke a, mm. a lot about on the day and obviously in the build-up. But Well, and Demi Vollering was up there in their model and she didn't yep. start because of COVID. Mm. Um, so, you know, What's there that? is Never still heard some of that human one. factors. Yeah. Oh, what a bummer for her, though, yeah. to come all the way out. You mentioned before... She's uh, a specialised athlete too, I might add. Another specialised athlete. We could have had, you know, like one on the top of each podium. Next time. Next time. That wouldn't be able to join our podcast because they were in doping control. Yeah. If we were thinking about it, we could have just done a dial-in. We could have done a dial-in from doping control. That's awkward. Well, they just had to take a quick pause to do the the necessary test. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm back. I'm good. Okay. I want to uh, do a quick (laughs) wrap-up of the juniors. Now, we we spoke about Zoe Backstead before. Happy birthday. What a way to bring up the 18. (laughs) You know what? Not only that, but just such a dominant display. And what I love about it is that all the way, you got people literally singing. you got little kids running alongside. Is that not... No distraction. She's, 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 her, her spirit animal is officially a magpie because she attacked like a magpie <laughs> 10 kilometres in, dominated for the next 57. Well, thankfully, she didn't, you know, peck anybody's eyes out or draw blood or anything like that. Oh, she could now if she wanted to. She probably you could, the actually. Like she, the she was very the, determined. She's an incredible uh, athlete. Yeah, no, happy birthday to her. That makes her, in my estimation, the junior goat. <laughs> Okay. Because she has won now five junior world titles, four different events across three disciplines. So Madison, road race, individual time trial, cyclocross. There's another one. Points race. Points race. Your old favourite. My thing. I'm glad I didn't have to race her. Taking yourself out of the argument, of course, is, is she one of the best... You've seen at that age? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I do think she is the junior goat because the only person I could compare her to is the goat, Mariana Voss, mm-hmm. um, who goes across disciplines like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wout van Aert, Mathieu van der Poel, yep. they go all right. They go across disciplines. But they weren't as dominant as juniors across every different style of event. Okay. So she's tenacious too. She's really cool. But... She went up uh, the climb on her own three of the four times because she attacked them. She, she attacked them on the downhill. 
Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cruel, isn't it? Like, it's everybody expects the attack on the uphill, but yep. the downhill, that's something different. And the next three laps, she went up and she did get serenaded with happy birthday. And she had, who is becoming an icon now. We need to name our icon. Yep. And it is a young lady in a pink onesie. I saw that. It was and beautiful. she has done every lap. Yeah. Of the championships, running alongside. Yesterday, she had some wardrobe changes. So she started in a pink unicorn onesie. She went in and put a wetsuit on. Yeah. Had a pink wetsuit for a while. Goggles and everything. Like, she was going <laughs> for it. That seemed to be uncomfortable and restrictive. She couldn't keep up. Went back to the onesie. Uh, but she was... She shouted to her. And um, she said afterwards... Zoe said afterwards that she had this moment like how did she know my name like it was yeah, the most yeah. special thing and I thought that was the most lovely humble thing an athlete could say well and this little girl's absolute hero now yeah um and sorry I'm, I'm Kate Bates waffled today no no it's fine I was just gonna say get used to it Zoe because <laughs> honestly like it. those kind of performances now well, and then in the elite women's race just yeah. to keep on the theme of unicorn onesie girl Eleanor Backstead the older sister was in the break and they went up the hill um two times in the break same said unicorn onesie girl was screaming come on eleanor backstead my goodness so that was pretty cool and the camera caught eleanor like having a giggle to it so that's pretty special it, she's not okay she's not like little little sister backstead any kind of backstead no no okay no. just just a super fan no, just, just a, a super, super fan. fan how good yeah that's just fantastic. like ours did you hear our super fans hollering in the yeah, background yeah shout outs left right and center yeah, here yeah. at the made in racing specialized don't get too rowdy now <laughs> <laughs> specialized australia pop up here hold on hold on wait wait just one second wait just one second here we're just going to pause oh my gosh because something's going down joel oh my goodness oh my goodness, oh my goodness. <gasps> ladies and gentlemen <gasps> ladies and gentlemen please give it up for the newly crowned women's under 23 world Woo! champion is in the house, Neve Fisher Black. Come the on pride up. of New Zealand, the pride of Australia, the pride of the world, and the pride of the wheelhouse. Oh my, I, have, I literally have goosebumps. I've got goosebumps. Please come here. Please. Come on up. Please. Don't let him scare you. Yeah, no, I, I could put a paper bag on. I, I, he yeah, doesn't bite hard. <laughs> this is so exciting. Okay, um, look. Neve, we thought you might be in doping control and we thought we'd been flicked and we thought that was understandable. I'm just thrilled that you are here. Um, I'm Kate. This is Joel. Uh, this Hi. is Kate. I'm Joel. Whichever way you want to call us, you're a world champion. You can pretty much do whatever you want now. Talk us through that victory. That was absolutely sensational. History for New Zealand, the first female to ever win any colour medal on the road, let alone the rainbow stripes. What an incredible moment for you. Yeah, I mean, super cool. I mean, it's a rainbow jersey, as you say. I remember I got up this morning and I read Anna van der Breggen's post saying how special it is to pull on a jersey and on this jersey and things like that. And I, I just, you know, let that little glimmer of hope, that little dream in my head go, oh, I hope I hope at the end of the day maybe I'll get a get that feeling too and yeah here I am wearing a rainbow jersey so and looking so resplendent cool. <laughs> in it might I add you didn't have a heap of teammates out there like some of the big strong teams how did you tackle the race did you go in with a focus to get the best result you could was it about just trying to win the under 23 title or just about survival yeah I a small that's the weird thing about world championships it's always a really strange dynamic because you have teams of like one or two and teams of eight like the Italians and um yeah it's just sort of about like any race playing to your strengths and I didn't have the strength of a team behind me today so I had to a little bit use the other riders and be patient more than anything I think um I knew it was a long race and that it was going to probably open up in the last few laps um, yeah, in terms of the race, I was still in the elite race, so obviously I still thought about the elite race and, and thought about still the race I was in, crossing the line first, that was always the goal. But um, yeah, in the back of my mind, there was always a little thought of, actually, there's, there's two rainbow jerseys up for grabs today, and um, yeah, I, I'm glad at least I, I came home with one of them. So it's oh nice. my god, <laughs> absolutely! I mean, there were 128 other riders who didn't come home with one. I yeah. might add, so yeah. you did pretty well there. With a couple of laps to go, you were in that front group, 
and they were just blistering up the climb. Was that the first point in the race where you thought, okay, this is it? Like, this is the moment where I just cannot afford to pause for a moment? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think in this type of race, you can't afford to pause in any moment. Um, and that's the hardest thing about it is four and a half hours of full focus. And um, I kept on having to tell myself, just focus, Neve, just focus. Um, and... I mean, the first few laps on the circuit were pretty, not easy, but uh, not too much was happening. But I really knew uh, from a, from within three laps to go, after the, when we had two laps to go, I knew, okay, it's going to open up this lap. Um, and I, yeah, I was prepared. I prepared myself. Uh, I got myself in a good position. And yeah, for sure enough, uh, Tax went right from the bottom of that, that steep part. And it was just, yeah, a fight to the top. I really uh, tried to stay with those those top, I think, four or five girls, but I was just, just off the back of them, both both the second to last and the last climb. But um, put me in a good position to sort of fight back to them. And in, in the end, we came back. Um, so all was good. Well, you said that it wasn't... Um not easy, but kind of alluded to it wasn't that hard. Joel, what do you reckon? Should we send you up for a lap at <laughs> Neve's pace and see how you go? No, definitely not. <laughs> I, I don't want to either. Never. So. <laughs> um, I, 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 firstly, they didn't make you walk here, did they? Because it's a bit of a hill to get here. Uh, did you get a lift here? No, no, I got a, I got a lift, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. That would have been awkward. Yeah. Now, have you, uh, I saw you not long after the finish, and I think it was still sort of computing. It was still sort of sinking in. There was a moment of where you kind of had a bit of a look around, and how long did it take to, to actually realise um, what you'd achieved? It's such a massive moment in history for you today. Yeah. When did it process? When did it sink in? Uh, I mean, as the thing is, you finished the race with so much adrenaline, and at first I was just in absolute shock that I just watched Annemiek win the race with a broken elbow. Um, but then, yeah, it slowly started to come. People started to come up to me and congratulate me, and I was like, oh, oh I'm... I've actually done quite well here. And then I think it really didn't sink in until, yeah, I, I pull on the jersey on the podium and hear the, hear the New Zealand national anthem. Um, that's, yeah, a moment that I, yeah, it's a really special moment. I hummed along with you. I, I, I pretended I sang along. Yeah. Um, you were singing. I, I don't actually know the words. I'm sorry. No. I'm, we're, sorry. We're, I'm sure we're going to learn them because we're going to hear them a lot from now on. Have you had a text message from, from home yet? Has Jacinda got in touch uh, yet? <laughs> Jacinda just, just hasn't been in touch yet, but, but I hope to hear from her. Yeah, so. JR, she's, she's on, the, on the WhatsApp chat. She'll jump in. She's on the group yeah, chat, yeah, right? Yeah. I actually, walking up here um, from our broadcast spot near the finish, um, I saw a guy who claims to be on the selection panel for the New Zealand national team, although he didn't give me his name, so I'm not sure that that's real. Um, but... He suggested that we um, paper, scissors, rock over whether Australia could claim your victory, just like we've claimed Pavlova. Oh, we didn't look. We didn't end up doing paper, scissors, rock, but I think I would have won. And so, you know, would you mind if we kind of brought you under our wing? It's a big question. That's a. What, it's a lot of pressure for a young lady. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I don't know. I do have some ties to Australia. My sister lives here. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> That's but it. I really would need to work on my Aussie accent because. Definitely, it's on the Kiwi side. No, moment. I'm not too <laughs> I'm fine about that. No, no, We're do very not worry. Accepting. You can speak whatever language or whatever accent you want. Joel, Joel, this is our first gold medal of the championship. Yeah. I can't believe it. We've just witnessed history. We're both, we're both a little Ooh. bit starstruck here, if you don't mind. Uh, can we have a round of applause from everyone present? We have women's under 23, rainbow jersey winner. And can I just say, it's a great fit, and I, I, I got a feeling... I got, a, I got a good feeling it ain't the last. What does this do to you from a motivation point of view? Like, you obviously got to take some time to process it, but what's next? Ah, oh, next? Well, in the immediate future, I'm taking a bit of a holiday. My season's, uh, this was my last race, so uh, taking a bit of a break. But, yeah, as you say, motivation-wise, I've had a good race today and uh, I felt good and I've taken away a rainbow jersey. Um, so... Uh, I have all the motivation to, to come back next year and, uh, 
Yeah, see what I can do Give next year. Another go, Glasgow. Yeah. That's going to be a special one. Hey, I don't know if you noticed when you were out there because, you know, there's a fair bit going on when you're racing and all that. Uh, but the minute the rain started falling, um, all of the disc brakes, it was like a symphony. And because there's so many corners, you could hear. And, I mean, it was really bad yesterday because there was so much um, water in the men's race. Yeah. Um, but it was a real thing that you could hear on the broadcast and it was actually quite harmonic and, and musical. It was nice. When you're out there, what are you noticing? Like, especially when it got wet, did you really notice the conditions changed or were you just so focused in on the strategy and the tactics that it didn't matter whether it was sunny or Armageddon raining? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Actually, most of the race, I was looking at the clouds thinking, come on, rain, come on. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I want it to rain. Oh, because you've done a, a bit on gravel too, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like my gravel. Yeah, yeah. but also when it rains, I think it's uh, mentally a lot of people go, oh, no, rain. But but if you can fight through that, then it's uh, something else. And I was also imagining that the epic pictures of climbing up the climb in <laughs> <and> the rain. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, in terms of like what I think about, yeah, when it started raining, obviously it's a fast and, and potentially slippery course. So you have to think a little bit about changing the way that uh, you're approaching corners and, and, and the braking especially. But yeah, actually I quickly found today that I, I felt pretty comfortable. Uh, I had a lot of grip. So um, yeah, I was, I was good. Really good handling and it was good in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah, reckon? Yeah. Um, pretty good in the rain. Yeah. I think, yeah, you went pretty well in the rain. Do you remember your first ever race, just quickly? Do, can we take a little bit uh, trip back in time? Yeah, I just want to get a bit sentimental. A little bit, a little bit tangent, Joel. Sorry, this I just, isn't I'm just in getting all caught down. up in Read the moment. Your just, sorry, but do you remember <laughs> like when you, did, you, did you think you were going to be here? Yeah, for sure. I remember my first ever race. Um, I was, uh, did I think I was going to be here? I don't know, but I just knew that I had this deep hunger to, to win. So, um, yes. and, I, and I just wanted to keep on going back and, and trying to win. Um, so, yeah, I think quickly it became a dream to be here and, and the rainbow jersey is something, yeah, that every, every cyclist looks to and that's something I've always dreamed about, um, a rainbow jersey. So, yeah, the World Championships itself is a special race to be at and, and to be a part of and to wear a, a rainbow jersey at the end of it is, yeah, it's even more special. So, yeah, of course I Do you I reckon, um, another little tangent here, because, you know, that's how we roll here at the wheelhouse, uh, because you can imagine a house with wheels doesn't roll very well at all, incidentally. Do you reckon you like the rain because you've got black kit and you, like, don't have to argue with the laundromat every time that you race in the rain because as Aussies with white kit we were never really fans. I think that's another potential reason why I like it because yeah uh, black kit works well with it. I did see some German riders come in from the junior race yesterday and white shorts oh, in the no. rain. Whose no, decision was that? Go. Well no. See, no but here's a hard decision for you right. When I was national champion and our Aussie national champion kiddies, you know, white with the stripes. I was in a German team, must be a German theme here, and they thought it was a good idea, Neve, to give me white nicks for the whole season. And I felt like every race, especially if it looked even mildly cloudy or wet roads, I spent the first half of the race apologising to everybody around me because I knew what they were experiencing with the white nicks. Uh, a little bit of see-through. I don't think friends should let friends race in see-through nicks just quietly. Was this the same team that gave you the chocolate oil massage? It, uh, no, it wasn't. Okay. No, that I was, was another white team. Nicks, chocolate oil. There's okay, a whole yeah, okay. other story in that. I, I got a chocolate massage off a swanier in a team oh back in the day. Uh, yes, oh it's he, all ahead of you, mate. Don't, yeah. Don't anyway, you yeah. Look, that's something I we can. I haven't experienced that ever. <laughs> I'm glad, glad to hear that. Now, can you race? What races can you race in this jersey? We were talking about this today on the broadcast. As under-23 champion, there aren't any specific under-23 races. So when do you get to wear the kit? All the time? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I think it's just... Uh, I, I, I wear, it, wear it to bed, maybe. That's, <laughs> but, a, that's <laughs> the place to start. But, yeah, um, that's, that's the thing. We don't have too many specific under-23 races, um, for women's cycling at the moment, but 
So I probably won't get to wear it in a race, especially because this is my final race of the season and this season is my final year as an under-23. So oh, come um, on now. <laughs> like a club race? Like anything? Can you make sure SD Works get you the kit made up? Yeah, maybe I can do a club race when I get back home. Why not? In this baggy thing. Maybe. Or you could, you know, jump on Zwift or something. Yeah. Maybe. Because a race is a race, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Surely you can get... Uh, rainbow stripes inside yeah that's that would be cool i, I, I know someone i can ask someone this. about that yeah yeah i reckon Who, yeah, yeah i wonder if we could put it out to swift i don't know am, am i making eye contact with someone that we might be able to ask right now <laughs> I, i'm not sure i'm not sure i I'm think not sure. um we can get uh Merksy to arm wrestle for it i gotta ask got him. a set of biceps on him yeah he does now <laughs> that was the biggest tangent i've taken all he, night but he still so won't push the trolley <laughs> Kate, mates. he still won't push the trolley but that's okay on the wheelhouse podcast and the maiden race and specialised hub in Wollongong, joined by the f- freshly crowned and uh, first under-23 women's world champion from Australia, oh, sorry, from New Zealand <coughs> for now, uh, Neeb Fisher-Black. Now, I have to ask you, magpies or seagulls? What, what would you, if you had to be attacked, what would you, what would you go with? Oh, I really, I don't like the magpies. So, well, at least seagulls, you can see them coming. Like, if you turn around and look at a magpie, it's uh, straight in your eyes. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so are we concerned about Balcom Olimar's eyesight then, perhaps? Yeah. He didn't really seem to see... Yeah, I did. I, I don't know. I think Balcom was maybe... You know, when, when something bad happens in a race, like you, you have a mechanical out of your control, then uh, sometimes you, you're not seeing right because you're angry or something. So, yeah, maybe he didn't see it. Well, because we were thinking that maybe he'd, you know rolled in hot chips before he put his skin suit on and that's what it was but took a, do- a dip in the deep fryer before yeah. he got on the bike i but think I- neve's theory's probably more logical maybe a little bit more astute but i, I just wonder what's going through the mind of a bird that goes you know what i'm going to do i'm going to make a beeline for a speeding bike wheel and put my head as close as i can yeah. to the spokes as i can i mean i think Falker's skin suit zipper was going through its head yeah <laughs> That's what was end. going through its head. <laughs> yeah. um, have you, there's a little bit of solidarity in colours, though. Magpies, a mm. bit, bit of New Zealand colour going on. So maybe we can call you the flying magpie, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, I believe we do uh, also have magpies in New Zealand, but they're very un- unwelcome. They're one of those things that, oh, Australia, why do they bring them here? But, uh, yeah, they are the right colours. So <laughs> I've planted a seed, haven't I? Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that um, I've got two questions left and and then I feel as though you deserve to, you know, go and celebrate with some sparkling water or something like that. Um, My first question is, did you do anything different with your bike today for this course? Because everybody's been talking about tyres and tyre pressures and what kind of bikes people are riding. There's all these tech nerds out there and if you've, you know, you've got to bear with them. Um, so, was there anything different to your normal bike setup? Um, well, not, yeah, nothing specifically different, but uh, yeah, obviously we look at the tyre pressure and uh, we're running these nice new uh, specialised tyres. Oh, um, is this a secret? Is this a secret? No, hey, we won't tell anyone. No, they've just been so. released. Just been released a few days ago, actually. The, the turbo, is it they're called? Turbo, they yeah. Are, they're very. They, they got me around very well today. And um, there's was, an endorsement. Yeah. What's in a name? Am right. right? Yeah. 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 And um, it was a decision on the start line as to whether the the roads were going to be wet or not. Um, what tire pressure to run? I decided to go pretty much my dry tire pressure, but in the end, it it rained. But which is it what? Was still what good. What's your tire pressure? Oh, not much because I don't weigh much. No. So I was running about. Uh, just just under f- four bar on the front today, and then just over four bar on the back. Interesting. Pretty low. Yeah, mm. Joel, I don't think we'd get away with running that same kind of tyre pressure, but... What are you suggesting, Kate? No, okay, no, I, no, I, def- I, I definitely Yeah, wouldn't. I wasn't I, quite <laughs> sure how I was going to answer that with <laughs> any decorum, so I'm glad you moved on. <laughs> yes, um, now my final question to you. Um, I feel as though, given what you've just achieved, um, and given that we've just adopted you and uh, to the dysfunctional family of Australia. Welcome. Uh-huh. Um, 
I feel like you need a nickname. Have you got a nickname already? Or are you open to Joel and I like spitballing it over the next little while and coming up with something other than the flying magpie? Well, I guess I get all sorts of combinations of my name just because it's spelt so strangely apparently. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. yes. Hold on. For our listeners and our viewers, tell us how you pronounce your name. So it's, it's said Neve, like, like it's got a V in it, but it's got no V in it. Yes. Phew. I'm going to play that back to, uh, to some unspecified named cycling commentators who might have argued with me today, oh, dead man. set, that oh, your no. name was Neem. Oh, and no. I said, yeah. I don't believe it is. And do you know... Do you get Neem a lot, though? A lot. I get ne- I all sorts of common names. Niamha. Niamha. Yeah. That's a very literal yeah. reading of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually only know it's Neve because I Googled it um, maybe 18 months ago because it kept coming up and somebody on Twitter said her name is Neve. And I was like, okay, all right. And um, I Googled it and somebody told me. So there you go. Uh, so now we've sorted it. Okay, I think the nickname is in our hands now, Joel. Uh, she can't have the flying mullet either because there's another Kiwi rider uh, who goes by the flying mullet. And incidentally, she doesn't have a mullet, so that wouldn't that suit would, anyway. That would be an issue. You've given yeah. a few flying mullets out, though. I know. Well, there's a lot of mullets okay, going yeah, around. Fair it's, enough, it's, it's very on vogue at the moment. Can we have a show of hands live? Uh, flying magpie. No hands. <laughs> Not a single uh, hand. The pride right. of Aotearoa. Oh... Oh, oh, yes. oh, oh, we got okay. three there. What about we might have the, the takers? Under 23 world champion, yeah, Nick Fisher Black. <laughs> Bit lengthy, we'll work on the length. Thank you so much for coming onto the Wheelhouse podcast. No, thank you, it's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you, and congratulations. You thank are you. sensational. We look forward to following your progress. You're now the Wheelhouse mascot. Welcome, huh? Um, and uh, yeah, look, if you happen to see your face on our merchandise, just don't be surprised. Uh, no. As long as it's not beside a magpie. No. Or an no. Australian um, fag. And uh, Joel can sort out the royalties. You're on that, right? Yeah, welcome aboard. Yeah. Um, and we, I'm so glad you came because I was saying to Kate, do you reckon we could get her to dial in during the doping protocols after the race? And that might have been a little bit awkward, but we're so glad you actually came up yeah. here. <laughs> made time. And congratulations yeah. once again. Extraordinary performance. And you know what? They won't be calling you Neem or Niamha. Uh, for too much longer at this rate. Uh, well done. Give her another round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, yes. on the Wheelhouse podcast. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. Well, I'm still a bit. I'm still a little bit uh, goosebumpy. I've got the shivers, Kate Bates. That was a lovely surprise at the top of the show. We're like, oh, we were going to have a guest, but she's not coming. And then all of a sudden, boom, pow. We didn't even plan that. Oh, there's the nickname. Well done. There's the nickname. What? The Pride of Australia. Oh, I was like, you can't call her. We didn't plan that. No. That's not a catchy <laughs> That's not a nickname. Uh, on the Wheelhouse podcast, I want to quickly run through a few things. Uh, very, very grateful for your company tonight. If you have joined us, if you're listening, if you're watching on, thank you for doing so. Now, the juniors, Kate Bates, a much tighter race. Uh, Emil Herzog got home for Germany. Now, I just want, I don't mean to, I don't, I'm sorry to do this, but who, who did he beat? You're not sorry. Uh, his name is Antonio Morgado. Yeah, what did, mm, what did from you... From Portugal. Yeah, what did you call him? Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> he looked like <laughs> Zorro. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it. He rode like but he Zorro. he does. No, he looks like Zorro. Yeah. Like, he's supposedly 17 mm. or 18. He looks like a full-grown Zorro man. Okay, okay. Yes. Now, Maddie Dinham, uh, the top ten, the, Aussie, the only Aussie top ten in the men's under 23s. Mm. I want to ask you about this. No pro contract. Now, this is a bit of an issue for you. Uh, you've, you've, had a, you've got a, a rather mm. withering stance on some of the rules in the under 23s, I believe. I do. So, currently, anybody under the age of under 23 can ride. Well, technically not. You can't be an under 19, but, you know, details, details. But a lot of the riders, in fact, the fella that won, Fedorov, he just came from the Vuelta. Mm. That doesn't seem very sporting. And in a very weird quirk that the UCI hasn't been able to explain to us yet, he rode the elite men's time trial. Not the under-23s, the elite men's time trial. And then he jumped back to under-23s. I don't think it's very... It seems just a tiny bit messy, if I may. Hmm, There's two elements to it, and I, I think you have to be careful discussing it because it's not the athlete's fault. They're given the chance they can do whatever they like. Mm, Okay. Um, But it started as a bridge between under-19s and elite and it's done such a good job that we now have some of the world's best Mm -hmm. 
Evenepoel, Pogacar. Just to mention, or just to rattle off a to few. To rattle off yeah. a few <laughs> who are under 23. So clearly, it would be silly to have a straight interpretation of the rule yep. and allow them to race. Yep, okay. But I, I don't know. I, I have a slight concern with being able to ride a Grand Tour and then come and ride an under-23 race and in the middle ride the elite world championships in the time trial. I, like, okay, I'm not suggesting yeah, yeah. it's his fault, but I don't think that's a very sporting way to approach it. Now, in saying that, um, the vast majority of the top 20 are already pro riders, mm-hmm. except Matty Dinham. Our Matty. Yeah. Our and I, it's very, I, I will say there is perhaps a bit of bias. Okay. Because he's an Aussie and I, I just feel like I didn't like it from the start. And I've got to say, social media was going bananas. Like this was, people were talking about it a lot. And not many people think the current rules are good rules. But there's not a lot of consensus on what the rules should be. Perhaps first year in a pro tour team, a world tour team, you can race and that's it. But you can't turn pro at 19 and then go all the way through to under 23s. It's, it's, a, it's yeah, okay. It's, it's a little bit bizarre. It's, I don't it's complicated. But, you yeah. know, look, I think because Matt Dinham's the only one without a world tour contract next year, everybody's been talking about him, which increases his chance of being in the world tour next year. So yeah. good marketing. It's it's like well exactly it's still it's still a, a very good way to have his name in the headlines and the result obviously helps as well well done to him uh, on the wheelhouse podcast just want to rattle off a few things before we finish off tonight I want to ask you firstly your thoughts on the UCI <laughs> the UCI anthem we've been talking <laughs> about anthems a bit tonight we now, have another day another anthem what do you reckon well look it's it, it has a bit of a PR problem I would say because apparently it's been playing at every podium presentation. And I've missed it every time. The only thing I hear is the orchestral, that sounds funny, Imagine Dragons. But that's what's playing. I hear that. Apparently before that, there's the new UCI anthem. It is um, music only. I'm not even sure what kind of instruments we're talking. Oh. I don't know if there's an oboe. I don't know if it's strings or woods or... Okay, we need to find that out. I'm clearly not very musically inclined, given my description. Of it's definitely not like it. techno music, though. It could be. Okay, all right. We're, we're going to find that out now. Yeah, well, I think I need to find for our social media the Astana rap. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Okay. But it is remarkable is a word I could use. And so, you know, good on the UCI. Oh, um, yeah. Perhaps we could have a consideration about putting some words to it. There are no words. It is music only. I think we could absolutely submit some, some suggested mm. lyrics. Mm. I, I think that that's kind of why we exist, <laughs> is to help the UCI. Now, on mm. the UCI, just quickly, now you had a visitor today during your broadcast. Uh, a, a, rel- a relatively big name, uh, David Lepartienne, came in, only the president of UCI. Mm. You had an encounter. It was a, another, qu- another quirky Kate Bates encounter. Look, this one wasn't my fault, though. It's no. entirely his fault. Um, I'd taken my World Champions jersey uh, from 2007 onto the set because I thought, you know, add a touch of rainbow, it'll make this place look fantastic. So I've got it laid out uh, on the table. Now, the design of the World Champions jersey has changed since I won. Now it's just all straight lines. But back in the day, depending on what discipline you won, it was either a curve for track, it was a clock if you won the time trial, a mountain for mountain biking. So it does age it a little bit. But uh, this lovely fellow walks in, sits down, looks at the table and says, oh, that's vintage. And so then the host said, oh, that's hers. And he looks at me and he was like, oh, I I didn't mean to say your vintage. And it was really awkward. Hang on, did he establish like it's yours not because you bought it? from the souvenir no, shop, yes, it's yours because you won it. He established that, yes, okay, but then, it, then I think he was very awkward and it made it even more awkward because they were trying to cue him to go on television and count him in and he was trying to undo the awkwardness by talking more. Oh, where did you win it? Oh, that's a great velodrome. Oh, you know, I've got a piece of wood from that velodrome. Oh, good. I was there the day it opened okay. and they're wrapping him because he's about to be on television. It was... yeah. I, okay, was it one it of those was mortifying? Oh, 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 moments where it's like, oh, I'm just, oh yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, okay. He then apologised again on the way out. I am so so sorry. He said, in French, it is very rude to call a woman old, and I'm not calling you old. So there you well, go. Lovely. Well, lovely. Well, credit to him. Credit yeah. to him. He he uh, 
It sounds like a good encounter. We talk about prizes a lot. Uh, one of the all-time prizes is obviously the rainbow jersey. I just want to finish off by asking about a, a rather quirky prize. Now, a member of the Trident, um, Ellen Van Dyke, went on social media very recently. Now, she won a race, I believe, in Holland back in March. It was a time trial and was given a rather quirky prize. And I love that I get to ask you to tell everyone listening and watching on what that prize was because I know how much you love discussing this topic, Kate. What was the prize? This is fun. It was a hamper. It was yeah, a beautiful I... hamper, Joel, and she was really thrilled uh, to win it and she put a lovely photo on social media of it. What was the nature of the hamper, Kate Bates? There were some socks. There was an eye mask. Oh, yeah. Um, there was some lubricant. Oh, um, what else, Kate Bates? There was handcuffs and there were sex toys. Thanks, Kate. We did it. You said it. She received <sighs> a sex toy hamper. She did. Yeah. That she is got to be I, up there. Uh, How do you feel? Look, well done. Thank you. I believe a number of them received said hampers. <laughs> yes. I've read about a lot of interesting prizes. I've read about a vacuum cleaner. I've read about a, a piglet, mm. like a, an actual a piglet. A big, big... Wheel of cheese. I'm, I'm okay with no, that. No, that's great. You, you chop the middle out, you put your pasta in, you swoosh it all around. Yep. Da-da. That does it. That does it. Delicious. What's your best ever prize or weirdest oh, ever? I haven't had too many weird ones. I've had some pretty average ones. But I got a beautiful, um, well, not a not an actual piglet, a, a part of a pig, like a leg of ham. Oh, a leg of ham. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. It wasn't alive. They didn't give it to me. Although I've heard, actually, um, and... I'll have to have this confirmed, but athletes being given cows. Like live... Like live it, cows. Wow, really? Yes, as presents. That's an interesting but, move. <laughs> well, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, dear. The, yeah. the, now, the reason that the Ellen thing is coming up, though, is because if it wasn't bad enough back in March, they've doubled down. Yeah. And um, I don't know the name of the company, and that's an honest thing, Joel. I do not know <laughs> the name of the company. Okay. They tagged her on social media and said, hey, we've got some new products out. They're fantastic. Would you like some? Oh, sure. Follow up. Okay. Yes. And she's very funny. I reckon it's kind of like tweet of the week, tweet of the championships. Okay. Uh, She wrote back and said, thanks so much for the offer. It's really kind of you. Um, But from the hamper you gave us earlier in the year, we're still trying to figure out what to do with it. So we don't (laughs) need any more. (laughs) At least she was honest. At least so she was there honest. you go. That's yeah. really, really interesting. This is the Wheelhouse Podcast. We're coming to you live from the Made in Racing Specialised AU pop-up in Wollongong. My name's Joel Spreadbar. I've, I've had a, a, a tremendous amount of fun. Your name's Kate Bates. It's been awkward at times, but <laughs> especially talking about Ellen Van Dyke's you, prize pack. You started that, so... It's been fun, though. It has been fun. Well, I, I just want to say... It's been wheelie fun. Wheelie fun. Oh, you beat me to it. And as for the mood, the cow prize, how dairy they? How very dairy they? I just one more is pun that, for the is, road. Are we, is that your like how to end the, yeah. the episode? Check us out. Like, share, <laughs> subscribe. The puns will keep flowing on the Wheelhouse podcast. This has been a fun ride. We'll see you next time. And the crowd goes oh, wild. Oh, stop, please. Oh, yeah. Stop. <laughs> My goodness. The Wheelhouse is produced by River City Studios for Listener. Executive produced by Luke Mears and the mysterious Merxie. It's written and hosted by Kate Bates and me, Joel Spreadman.